HVAC really surprised me and how much I loved it more than I thought. Like at first I was kind of like, it's just what you see in your window and it's, it doesn't seem that glamorous. But then when you actually see, for me really, it's the impact that you can make in this industry. I originally wanted to go the environmental science route, um, the environmental engineering route. And when I went mechanical, I was afraid that I wasn't gonna be able to make that impact that I wanted to make. And Train is a great company that you can do both. You can have the mechanical hands-on side, but the sustainability aspect has blown my mind. We are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have... Mike Roberts. And he's back, guys. We found him. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but we're glad to have you back. <laughs> good and to be back. Good to be back. And we are today, again, on location inside of a Train Technologies. They have a very spacious conference room here. It's really cool. Really their cool. learning really center, looking. actually. Is it a learning this center? This is there where they're teaching their... Uh, Okay, so prospective employees. That would explain the space. And regular other employees when they get new training. Yeah, so we are here. They've invited us. Thank you guys for having us here. Uh, we're going to get to the the professionals we have from train in a minute. But first, I want to remind you, of course, check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. All at their handle, Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com and learn about the awesome things you can learn or your student can learn via Henrico County, via Henrico County Public Schools, via our CTE courses. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast and all of your major podcast venues and most of your minor ones. Please check us out, uh, like and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. We do two a month. And we have over 100 episodes to uh, look through, listen through. Now, for your feature presentation, I, I mentioned before, we got some trained professionals. Not like trained, but like trained. Right? No, okay. It's bad both. joke. Okay. It's <laughs> bad <laughs> joke. Bad joke. Okay. Boo. Boo. Hit the boo. They're not button. laughing. <laughs> I, I that's how they I'm, are now. I'm that on my dad joke. <laughs> dad yes. joke. There you go. There you go. As you can tell, we have some guests in the building, of course. First, we have with us uh, Complex Solutions Account Manager George Barnes, Service Sales Manager Ethan Graham, Service Manager Matthew Centers, and also intern and future employee Holland Bressler. I said a whole bunch of titles. But what do those titles mean? That's what we want to know. We want to know what those titles mean. And we're going to start with George. George, what does a complex solutions account manager do? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, a little long-winded uh, of a title. and doesn't really say much, but uh, not everything we do is complex. But we really look at building infrastructure. And then we use uh, something that we call performance contracting to finance changes in that infrastructure. It's probably the simplest way to describe what I do. Try to try to put it in layman's terms for folks like me right there, right? Okay, thank you. I, I, I tried it. to. Hopefully I was uh, helpful. Um, <laughs> th does that make sense? Though? Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense okay. to me. makes sense to me. All right, now let's go ahead and go in no particular order. Ethan, because he's sitting right here to my right. Where George likes to make things complex, m my job is to make things simple. So I lead our services sales team, and what we do is we focus on taking buildings as, as assets, working with owners to help them be most efficient, help them keep up to date, including things like the building automation system, energy management, lighting, 
all of that to make the office environment or the commercial environment or the industrial environment both pleasant and safe at the same time. That sounds like jobs that keep you busy, <laughs> relatively busy. Uh, so, uh, Matthew? So a lot of what they do, they sell uh, what my team fulfills. So wow, we so go kinda, in. Yeah. We kind of went in order here a little bit, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I totally did that on purpose, by the way. Go there we sorry. go. Yeah, no. Uh, so I lead a team of, of technicians across the, the state of Central Virginia, right? And um, a lot of what we do is we go into these buildings. We help keep them you know, operating at tip top efficiency, making sure that the controls are kept up, the mechanical systems. You know, you think about a, a building is kind of like a living, breathing thing. It and, really is. That's yeah. a good point. And it's got to you got to keep it up. So it's what uh, it's what my team does. Fortunate to lead them. And uh, that's, that's about it. All right. And Holland. Um, so I'm really lucky that I've gotten the opportunity to work with both the service side with Matt uh, over the summer and then the complex solution side over the semester. Right now I'm a energy engineer intern with complex solutions. Um, and as an intern, Train has just been really amazing at giving us projects that are actually meaningful, not just kind of doing other people's paperwork, but <laughs> really making an impact within the company. And then the biggest thing is just how much opportunity they've given us to learn, not only about the industry, but about different roles within the industry. So a lot of my internship has been just filled with seeing different cool, the actual inside and outside of every project, and then meeting a lot of really cool people within the industry. That's cool that she's getting that hands-on perspective, right, Mike? Oh, and that's oh, yeah. how we we're all about here, right? Exactly. How long have you been in, been here as an intern? Since the beginning of last summer. Oh, okay. And they let me continue through the semester, and they were really awesome at making it work with my semester load and making sure that I still got to see what I could, but understanding how busy school is. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Matthew, you mentioned that uh, you work with technicians. What's an average day like for a technician inside of trade? Wow. Kind of varies a little bit, but uh, I'm sure <laughs> autonomy is really, really kind of the the theme. So, you know, there's no set office that they go to. Their office is their van, their truck, and really going to see the the job sites firsthand. Kind of going from the house, going to the job site, and taking care of whatever it is that we need them to take care of. So you you may be dialing up a site on your computer anywhere in the state of Virginia. You know, in an office, side of the road, at your house setting some set points on the building automation system. You may be going downtown Richmond to overhaul a chiller, you know, down at MCV, one of our one of our premier customers there. Just varies so much. Uh, but the biggest thing is it's it's full autonomy. They understand what they need to do to serve their customers, kind of the scope of what they're doing. And uh, they just go out and fulfill it. You know, we got a lot of folks there with um, apprentices and different things like that, so yeah. Ethan, you wanted to chime in? Yeah, so it, you're right. It is autonomous, but it's also part of a really big team. Yeah. And so in Central Virginia, we have a, a really strong team. How many technicians do we have right now, Matt? 47. So 40, a team of 47 comprised of, of 47 individual uh, autonomous people who really work together to, to serve our customers best and take care of the indoor environment. What, what areas do you service? Because from, from what I understand, uh, train is... Uh, 
It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty big. It's a pretty big uh, company. So what what projects have you worked on that people might recognize in, in the Richmond region? And uh, what projects do you got in the works that you can talk about that you're excited about? Well, from service, we serve a lot of, a lot of different customers. So one of our premier customers is uh, VCU Health Systems. So anything associated with the hospital systems downtown. Nice. We've got a team of technicians that have been taking care of it for close to 20 years. So when you think about it, you're going in there to get treated for whatever illness you got going on. Somebody's down in the belly of the beast, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> taking care and keeping yeah. up everything. And so we got a, a team of guys to do that. And we go all the way up to, to Winchester, kind of like that upper point in Virginia. And we got a team up there that takes care of our hospital system. So we're big into, you know, just taking care of large customers and even the small ones as well. They specialize in like everything from working on your home all the way up to the big the vcus and stuff yeah, so more commercial teams. stuff. Yeah. absolutely yeah so we, we do a lot of the commercial stuff out of the commercial sales office and we've got specialties for building automation we've got specialties for you know rooftops we've got specialties for um you know chillers and things like that so in this industry there's all these little subsects of equipment and things and systems that we can go into and work on stuff that we uh hear right mike that's been named essential as of late, right? <laughs> yeah, for the, for the past couple of years, that's that's all they t- everybody's talking about is that who are the essential workers out there, and this is definitely falls into that. So, Ethan, like, what's your take on this? I was going to say I can promise you that in the HVAC industry, it is absolutely essential because you're the first person that they get called <laughs> if it doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what would we do without the HVAC professionals? And on the topic of HVAC. And uh, George, I see George raising his hand. <laughs> yeah, there. I just wanted to add, you asked, you asked a question about uh, projects yeah. um, that we worked on that we, that we can talk about. Yeah. One interesting one, and I didn't do it, but I do know something about it, was we just completed a lighting project for VDOT. Ooh. So if you, all of the lights, all the highway lights, they changed over from the existing technology over to LED. And oh. so that process reduces energy consumption dramatically. Oh, yeah. That's that's amazing. I didn't realize that that was part of y'all's you know uh, skill set. <laughs> absolutely. So if you back to the question you asked me about complex solutions, if you look and, and Matt said this a moment ago, if you look at any building reinfrastructure, it's almost like a person with a heartbeat, right? Yeah. And over a period of time, as that person gets older, their heartbeat could get more erratic or slow. They could get less healthy. And so I'm trying to equate it to a person. No, no, this works. <laughs> no, Ethan I'm shaking getting, his head. Ethan, we're, we're all right. bored here. <laughs> you're calling me old. <laughs> I wasn't looking at you. I was looking at Rashawn. Um, the youngest person. Oh, no. The second youngest person. Second, yeah, younger <laughs> anyway, so uh, after a period of time, right, that person in my description or that facility or that infrastructure, technology changes. And there's an opportunity to make it more efficient or reduce its cost. And so right. in the situation of VDOT, you've got some very expensive old technology running all of the lights, and then you've got some very good new technology that uses less electricity, it puts out more lumens, which are, what are lumens? The amount of light that's Measurements broken. of light. Measurements yeah. of light. So it's just orders of magnitude more efficient because the technology changed. And, and the, so- Oh, sorry, go ahead, it, finish. The complex part. solutions piece of this, where I'm going with my filibustering. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is more than okay on this show, Is 100%. that the energy savings associated with the change out in lights is what financed the project to put the new stuff in. Oh, nice. So instead of VDOT having to go out and buy all of this new equipment on their own, they can use the sa- energy savings that we created to pay for the new equipment. And that, in essence, is what complex solutions. I mean, it pays for itself, quite literally, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, and uh, you guys are big on sustainability. I mean, I kind of stocked the website for a little bit, right? You know, 
in preparation. So maybe talk a little bit about sustainability and uh, whoever wants to take this question can take this question. I think I see Ethan getting excited about it. So I'll, I'll we'll, take we'll that one. So let's talk about sustainability and maybe the potential jobs that that could create as yeah, well. So, so sustainability is something that we take as part of our core mission. And it's not just not using plastic water bottles or not using paper products. It is, it's, it's core to what we do every day. And so when we think about sustainability in the HVAC industry, we want to be good stewards of our environmental resources. So being energy efficient, but also being comfortable. We also want to make sure that we're not creating waste. In sustainability, you know, what George mentioned about using energy savings to fund certain types of projects, that's the way we eliminate waste. We also think about buildings from a sustainability standpoint in that most of the buildings change over time. And so we take that opportunity to repurpose a building or reuse a building or change the function of it so that it is up to par with today's standards. Right. So awesome to hear about all the projects you guys are working on. Throwing it off the tracks, let's bring it back onto the tracks. <laughs> let's, go, let's go back to uh, Matt here. Matt, uh, I understand you have a CTE background. Let's talk about that. What kind of background do you have with career and technical education? Of course, we're going to talk about it, right? You're on yeah. an educational show uh, from Henrico County Public Schools about CTE. Let's talk about your CTE education. Yeah, so uh, that's that's kind of what got me where I am today. You know, um, I wasn't really into the college thing. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the, the high school I went to at the time did not have a, a CTE program. So, you know, I took some marketing classes to get out of school a little early. Which is still CTE, by the way. It marketing is. is still it CTE. is. CTE? You know, yeah. some people don't see it as that. So <laughs> yeah, if you're going to pick up on true. that. Yeah, yeah that's so. very true. Um, but yeah, I got into uh, electrical right into high school, got on with an apprenticeship right away and used that marketing piece to kind of get out. Went on from there after high school, got a, uh, my apprenticeship, graduated yeah. that, got my journeyman's, went into HVAC, did all that. And um, really kind of helped catapult me where I am today, getting to lead a business and lead some people and you know having a good time at it and helping serve customers yeah, so. serving customers and working with the wonderful technicians here yeah. at train and holland i want to ask you a question uh, sort of related to that sort of in that same vein do you uh, have any connection to cte maybe some relatives maybe you participated in a cte course yourself i didn't personally but i my stepbrother did a electrical technical school in his last two years of high school he graduated about three years ago and went right into the electrical trade, got a job immediately, worked there for two years, and he's still working there, but he's already been promoted to an even higher job and he's just turned 20. And it's so cool to see just how quickly it got his career going and got his foot in the door. And our family, you know, there's financial things, there's a lot of reasons why you maybe can't go the traditional route to college. And it was really cool to see him have the same opportunities that he could have gotten with a college degree, but really just right out of high school and without going into any debt, that was the coolest thing was you can get that training while the public school system is still supporting you and you don't have to take on so much financial burden at such a young age that is said perfectly but and and it and it leads into the the whole thing about the different trades yeah. you know not just hvac or you brought up electrical all the trades are dealing with a lot of turnover right now because a lot of people are, are retiring there's not been a whole uh, much of a push for students to get into these trades and to show them 
that these are exciting careers. And so all these businesses are dying to get young people into their businesses yes. and to get them trained and be able to have very well-paying, exciting careers that are fulfilling. And it's great to hear from the businesses that they're looking for them and then that you having the experience with your family having you know getting in getting promoted quickly and and already doing so well at such a young age it's just i I wish that's perfect for the students to hear Mm -hmm. they're going to love hearing that yeah and to go off of that i'm also at an age where i'm seeing a lot of my friends graduate with degrees and their guidance counselors really pushed them to go to university when they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do and now they're thousands of dollars in debt with a degree that they're still not sure if they want to do and they're having a hard time finding jobs and a lot of them you know I went the community college route they say this with community college and with other technical schools where they're like I just wish I went that route because at least there would be less pressure on what I decided and it's interesting to see how we were all so pushed that way and how you know, once you get through it, you really see, wow, maybe these other options would have been so much better for me. Yeah, uh, and here in Herico County, a lot of what we're trying to do is make sure students start with the end in mind. If you're a longtime listener of this show, you know, we say that all the time. Start with the end in mind. If you need to go to college to achieve your career goal, there's nothing wrong with that. But please, please don't just sign up for college just because, mm-hmm. oh, that's the next natural step. Not necessarily. There are yeah. other options you can take. Yeah, and, and don't skip over the opportunity to take CTE classes yeah. while you're still in school because even if you don't know what your ultimate career is going to be you may find if there's something that is of interest to you i don't care what the class is whether it's marketing or whether you're talking about automotive or hvac is an example give it a try because you know it's getting paid for for you you're not spending any college dollars and you're not missing out on anything else you're not losing out on your high school life to take these programs and give it a try and you may find out that this is the career you want but it also could be one of those opportunities where you find out it's not the career that you thought. Yes. Then you didn't lose anything. You didn't go to college and find out, oh, my gosh, you get halfway through you know, two years in. And you're like, i got to switch majors. I hate this. Absolutely. How many times have we run into people that did that? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's unfortunately an all too common thing. Often we see individuals that uh, just kind of happen to fall upon or come into the whole CT piece and they're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) where has this been all my life? And and so they switch tactics and they're like, oh, we're not going to college. I mean, I was speaking to a young man who was going to go engineering track and he's like, no, I love this hands-on approach. I can use my brain. I can do this. I can do this and I can still go to college. And, and apply and grow and and they're like oh i just found this new track that they weren't really exposed to right. and then you see some people that that go in and they try the cte route and they they take a couple classes they're like you know what this is really cool experience thank you so much i'm i'm going to continue with this track I, I developed over here because it doesn't fit my my skill sets or whatever so it's it's cool to see that so i can think from a recruiting standpoint that experience of being in cte and then going and maybe starting a career that's incredibly valuable when i go and recruit people because we they, love have, to hear that. they have tangible real world experience coupled with, hey, maybe you're a few years more mature than you would be as a junior or senior or, or fresh out of high school. And that experience coupled with, hey, now I know better off what I want to do is incredibly valuable. And, <laughs> and it creates a really good story when you're interviewing. Yeah. yeah, and then you've got the students that they're also the CTE students, the workplace readiness skills that they're learning going yeah, the through the CTE skills. programs. The exactly, skills. the soft skills that get missed. And those skills turn into more experiences for your 
prospective employer to see you're more mature, you're, you're, you're coming to work on time, you're not on your phone, and so much more. And those skills are invaluable besides just the hard skills. All right, George, I want to bring you in on this. Uh, you got an opportunity to check out the A-Centers. What were those reactions? What'd you see? And what'd you like? Mostly, what'd you like? It was really, really cool. You went to the house project too. Yeah, I went to the house project. That's what I was going to mention. So Mac uh, Beaton is the one that set the whole thing up. Um, And I was really shocked to see that students were actually building homes. Yeah. And it's not just, you know. Over um, 15 now. Decade. Yeah. Yeah, over over 15. And I think 600 students will go through just the one house that that Mm -hmm. I walked through and be involved in that process. But it's not just like. I thought, okay, building homes, yeah, right. It's some guy, an actual builder or an actual electrician or a plumber that's doing the work and the student's standing there, possibly taking notes. Maybe they're gonna be tested on what he did. That's not it. The student's actually doing the work, all of it. I mean, laying brick, everything across the board. It was just yep. impressive. I, I mean, I, 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 as I stood there looking at it, I started thinking, cause I have kids that have gone through the Enrico County school system that they, oldest two that have graduated already, but they went to Deep Run High School. And my youngest is at Deep Run now. And Mac kind of, he didn't make fun of me, but he was like, I hadn't, I didn't know about it. As a parent, I yeah. have no earthly idea that it's been going on. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. It's my lack of being engaged probably and involved in what's going on at school, but his parents have you know, other stuff to do. Well, you know, we can't like, put it all on you. You, right? you got to do a little better <laughs> well, job of getting the word out as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And we do, we do what we can, but, you know, it's 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 always been the situation yeah you know and and yeah. being able to get the word out to the parents it, it's just it's absolutely i i was shocked and then you go to the there's a there's an entire auto mechanics room it's massive and there's cars in there and lifts and they're actually doing the work there's a machinist room they're actually doing the work i was just shocked and thoroughly impressed i i almost think that this should get some kind of national attention <laughs> and be on 60 minutes as really a model for other schools I mean, like, let's say if, uh, and I won't mention any names, let's say if I'm a school system, a local one that is not as far as Henrico County, but I'd like to get involved. When you look at what Henrico County has accomplished, how do I get started? Right? It would be overwhelming. But if I had someone to go to to say, okay, this is the first thing we did, and these are the steps that we went through, I think it's a model for every school system in the country. It would build and support the CTE, you know, and the trades, expose kids to something, even if you don't ever become a car mechanic. Right. Right. Knowing how to change the oil in your own I'm car, telling so you yeah, have to pay someone, right? Or having a clue, like I don't have a clue about my car. I don't know what's going on ever, and you know I got to go pay someone. And Same they could boat, say, right? They could say you need Same this, car, and I'm really. like, okay, how much is that? Oh, it's five hundred dollars. Okay, here's a check, right? But in reality, maybe it was a small, easy part, and I could have done it myself. So anyway, to, to answer your question, the long one, I was thoroughly impressed. No, you you answered the question uh, beautifully, and I'm glad that you were impressed. And I, and I truly believe in what you said. That I, I really do hope the word gets out and reaches these other counties because there's only so many students we can reach here in Henrico County and and, uh, the trades and really everything CTE offers outside of the trades can only stand to benefit and help these students out. Well, it's an incredible investment for the community also. Huge investment for the community. And uh, so on that topic, Ethan, why do you think uh, ACE centers, you said it's good for the community? Let's expand upon that point. The ACE centers really, they fulfill a need in the community for growth in jobs. You know, I've been in the HVAC industry. Say that five times fast. <laughs> HVAC industry for 20 plus years now. And when I when I joined the industry, the first thing somebody said was, well, we got a challenge in the workforce. We have a demand. We don't have a supply. And the, the ACE Center really helps show people that there's an incredible career option in the in the technical trades 
in whatever, whether it be the HVAC industry or the automotive industry, like George said, or culinary or whatever industry that you choose to go into. Yeah. The whole point of going to school is to go get a job. And so what better way to get paid and get trained to do that job than CTE? Yeah. And I want to uh, I want to point out, you know, to get a job, start a career, but also learn skills that nobody can really take away from you. And then a lot of times you see if some of our students go on to become entrepreneurs. Right. Take that eight, that knowledge you learn in HVAC. Take that knowledge you learn in auto tech or uh, auto body and you turn it into your own business. Well, yeah. and, and unlike some of the technology related trades, you know, we're a technology company. Yeah. Those trades aren't going away. No, it's not. They're not a flash in the pan. There's something that's going to be continually part of the fabric of our society for forever. Is an example, you know, when you think about uh, you mentioned about the, the skills and the becoming entrepreneurs later on, we've even seen students that they're already thinking that they they're are. sophomores. They're coming in thinking they're that, coming yes. in and talking to us about the pro- when we start talking to them about the programs. I don't know how many times I've had students walk up to me and they go, I'm going to take this class. And when I finish, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to learn the business learn how to run the business. We hear that a lot from our cosmetology and barbering kids. Yeah, and exactly. You know, and they, because they, this, they know this is what they want to do and they've actually thought it all through. How many people like, I want to be an entrepreneur, but they don't have any idea to do it. These students are already like, this is the job I want to have, but I want to run it. I'm going to learn it and then I'm going to run it and I'm going to go to college afterwards to find out how to best do that. Another piece that isn't talked about quite as much because we're all about, you know, creating a future for these kids, but we don't talk about as much their experience in school then and there. And a lot of students are struggling, especially right now. And we set up school to be one track for a certain mind. And there's a lot of kids out there that feel like they're failures throughout school just because their brains don't work that way. Right, because they don't necessarily succeed on that certain track. Right, and this is, it's so cool to see opportunities in school for kids that don't think traditionally. And it's sometimes the first time that they can actually have an, an adult tell them, hey, you're good at this and give them a good grade and give them value in themselves where yeah. they're not getting that in school anywhere. Yeah, and that's a good, that's a good point to make. And uh, we want to really tr- change that so that when you say traditional, we want all that to be considered traditional you know what i mean all like of it exactly every single pathway yeah. to be considered traditional right. and that's what happens when you start with the end in mind very yeah. good point the, the book smart and the hands-on yeah right. there's nothing wrong with either pathway you want to go down and let's continue talking about some a centers here hmm. and also talking about uh skills matt what are some skills that train looks for and maybe technicians or maybe folks coming out at a center i think about a lot of the young folks that we've been interviewing lately and and really having some interactions with just that drive, the desire to learn, to apply yourself. And, and technology is really, really big right now, right? You know, so we have mechanics, we have electronics and virtual remote learning. I think we've gone through that a lot the past couple of years. You know, being able to adapt to some of those things because in, in the workforce, that's what we're adapting to. Yeah. You know, in-person, hands-on troubleshooting, virtual troubleshooting from a laptop 3,000 miles away. I mean, we want somebody who can kind of adapt to some of those um, some of those things that we're doing, but then also somebody who can be engaging, hold a conversation and be able to greet our customers because you know, they're going to be the face of our organization. You know, so you talked about earlier, those soft skills, being able to have a conversation, look somebody in the eye and, and feel confident in what they're saying or doing. 
but it's okay if you're not confident. You know, that that builds with experience and time. And I think, um, you know, just having a little bit of confidence in yourself is is probably one of the most important things that I've been seeing lately. And sometimes when we talk to students uh, about confidence, mm -hmm. they worry a little bit about what happens when they leave, uh, I guess, the uh, comforting arms of Henrico, uh, Henrico County Public School. I was about to say Henrico High School. I graduated from there. But no, they, you know, when they leave the nest, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. So what are some of the training that train provides training that train for okay bad jokes again we're going to see the engagement just go down <laughs> comment. but no but seriously though what are some of the, the training that's provided by train uh to get those technicians ready to go out in, in the real world and face those real world problems internships apprenticeships um, we do a lot of hands-on virtual remote training so you think about it like this you know if you don't know really what you're being exposed to and you don't really know what hvac is and great opportunities do an internship through through your apprenticeship program in school and connect with an employer, start getting out there on the job site, getting your hands on some of the, the things you're gonna be working on, but then also getting that structured learning path. You know, we have a virtual structured learning path that we put our interns and our apprentices through. You know, we, we invested so much three years ago, we think this is a valuable area and valuable space. We started our own apprenticeship through the uh, state of Virginia. So we worked with Donna Carvana, you know, with the state of Virginia, she really helped us out. Uh, Mr. Mike Susi got our program off the ground for the state of Virginia. And so when somebody graduates from high school and they're like, well, what do I do next? You know, there's some options out there and there's some great programs. We wanted something that caters to our industry, our business. So we started our own virtual online self-paced apprenticeship program. So you go to work during the day, you get to learn hands-on, you work with a senior technician, you have set tasks that you're gonna be doing. And then in the evenings, you get to, you get to apply those learnings virtually and in I'm, a self-paced environment. And I'm sure uh, working with those senior technicians certainly make those newer technicians feel a little bit more comfortable yeah, <laughs> as they make their transition from school to real world. Ethan, I want to bring you in on this. To Matt's point, taking that, what you're learning through the, the formal apprenticeship program and being able to apply it while you're learning it, one, makes it so much more impactful, but also makes it stick. Yeah. And so, hey, I learned this. Oh, let's try this while I'm on the job. And I've got somebody who can help me out as I'm working through it. And Ethan, also, uh, we, you know, we're talking about technicians. We talk about jobs. There's apparently a shortage in HVAC technicians we've heard. Is that a true thing? That, that is, and how can we remedy that? Is that is absolutely true. And if you know the solution to that, <laughs> uh, I would love to know it. You know, wave, wave a magic wand. I don't have a crystal ball coachism. Sorry. It's, it's something that we've been struggling with as an industry for a very, very long time because Holland mentioned it. There was this kind of track where kids coming out of high school were being pushed to go to college. And I'll tell you, the first, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit, when I finished high school, I probably shouldn't have gone to college because I wasn't mature enough, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Luckily, and that might I, be the story for a lot of kids. Right, right. Luckily, I ended up in the in the right place and, and I've made a pretty good career out of it. But the push to you got to go to college to be successful. You got to you got to go to college to to measure your self-worth really is a disservice because there's plenty of demand for jobs in skilled trades, but specifically in HVAC. It's something that everybody takes for granted. It's something that everybody needs. And now in the COVID days, with indoor air quality being such a focus, that's what we do. That's yeah. what we do every day. I and mean, we're talking about businesses needing to reconsider how their air is ventilated. Right. Uh, because of this virus. Right. Yeah. So thinking about adding ventilation, improving indoor air quality, cleaning the air that's inside of a yeah. building. How do you measure that? 
all that all that contributes to a better indoor environment but also that's what our technicians do every day going back to the ten thousand foot level when you when you're talking about the separation between the college path and then just going straight into like a trades career is that Mike Rose famous and especially the past couple of years famous for saying nobody ever said that there were too many college graduates, but there's definitely not enough people get into the trades. Right. I love Mike Rowe. For those of you that don't know, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, yeah. one of my favorite shows to watch. He's absolutely right. The the need for tradespeople, it's a great career. And you know, if you just think about it from an economic standpoint, you know, college what now, average average tuition, thirty grand a year ish, something like that. As a tradesperson, rather than going and spending thirty grand in that first year, you know you might you might go make thirty grand. Yep. That year. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely, you and your your peer on the on the college track, you're now sixty grand ahead. Yeah. Multiply that by four years, and then you get to the end of say four years post high school, you're already in a career track. You're not looking for a job, whereas your college grad, they got a lot of debt. And they don't have a job yet. Yeah. There was a study. They looked at two people. They looked at a doctor and a plumber. And they looked at from leaving high school, their track. College track for the doctor, career track for the plumber. The doctor was closer to, when he caught up with the plumber economically, he was closer to retirement than he was when he got out of high school. That's from when, incredible. you know, it took so long for him to catch up financially. And that in the end, the plumber's quality of life, they felt they were happier than the doctor was. Because in many cases, the doctor's still paying that college right. loan. Absolutely. I, I was just going to add, if you, I did a lot of research on the status of higher education. And if you look at that as a business model, it is starting to change. Or if not, it's many colleges are looking at closing. Before COVID, they had significant financial issues because this concept of having to go to this place and live at this place and then spend all your money at this place, right, supports the institution, but also tuition is increasing at an astronomical rate. And yes. if you look at median income, it's not tracking. And so colleges have now priced themselves in essence out of the market. What we're discussing even further makes the point that college may not necessarily be the correct career path, even financially, right? I grew up, it's, you gotta go to college. Why? Because, well, I wanna make money. Right? That's not necessarily the case. Colleges are starting to morph and change. COVID drove it even further home. And now you look at them, they're all online. Well, online for colleges, it's not the greatest solution because now they don't have kids on campus spending money on dorms and, and all the other things that kids spend money on as a parent of college students. Guess what? Online classes are the exact same price as in-person classes. It doesn't Why? change. Yep. Go down. Right? Because they have to support <laughs> There's no discount. tuition income because yep. tuition as a percentage of their revenue is going up and up and up. And so they're reliant on it. Anyway, the, the point of this long-winded story is that model of a four-year college degree is starting to shift and yeah. starting to move, making CTE even right. more important. And we and, and again, we don't want to we don't want to say, you know, it's nothing wrong uh, with we're hammering college. all the colleges, aren't we? We we, 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 we got into college. that on that we side did, of the did, line. We did. Now I had to come in and referee a little bit. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't I mind. Know going you there. Don't mind. <laughs> I'm throwing the flag here. No, I'm kidding. No, seriously, there's nothing wrong with uh with going to college if you have a plan, right? That's what we're saying. If you have a plan, and there's multiple things you can do to get to to get that college paid for. But we also really want to point out the fact that there is absolutely nothing wrong with not going to college or waiting or, or until you now. have the plan. Or not now. Right. Or no, exactly. exactly. Or not now. Right. You know, if you wait until you have the plan, yes. it's gonna you're gonna be much better off because nobody wants to start, spend a bunch of money, and go, 
oh, this sucks. Right. This is horrible. This is not where I wanted to go. I cannot do this the rest of my life. And find out you got to step back and then pay for it all over again. Yeah, but there's there's also an opportunity. If you still want to go to college, you can go to that CT track. And yes. there, there yeah. are colleges that great we're recruiting point. from right now. Right. Pentec up in Pennsylvania pushing out great building automation students. And we just hired two this year. Yeah. Awesome. Four-year degree. They graduated with a bachelor's degree in building automation. You know, we've getting uh, HVAC mechanics. I mean, they love the hands-on approach. They still want to have that degree, and they're blending both and doing it and they've they're setting themselves up for this amazing track in their career and their in their lives matthew what'd you call it earlier i think you said gray collar i think gray it collar. was yeah a little a blue blue collar white collar that, we'll I, call gray i collar. mentioned that to you before we you? Yeah, well, yeah, i'm, I'm giving credit to the it was it was it was penned by uh the ceo of uh ibm was it yeah i think well, there's apparently they're, a fe- apparently they're not on a color wheel because white plus blue is just light blue <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to take that into our high tech academy class and test that out for a theory, which is our engineering program. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Nothing wrong with going to college. Have a plan. Again, we're trying to go back to that point of whatever path we want you to be successful, whatever path you take, ultimately want to make sure it's well, the right decision. The, the, the nice, you don't go into debt because of it. Well, the nice thing, and we've discovered this in the years that we've been having our um, signing day, is how many businesses are hiring students and offering that as a benefit yeah. for them to go to college. Absolutely. You know, on their on the company dime. And I mentioned High Tech Academy. I always bring them up. We've had uh, Anton Parr on here multiple times, and in particular, Dalton Eckert from Anton Parr talking about that opportunity. They're having kids going through and they're paying for their associates and then even their bachelors uh, to a certain degree, getting a, a lot of that debt gone, if not all of that debt. You know, we brought up the the lack of of students or young people getting into the industry, y'all's industry specifically, what are y'all doing to combat combat that? Well, we're certainly putting effort into um, CTE type centers. And then we're also trying to highlight that this is a great career to have. It's not just a job, it's a career. And that there are so many different avenues that you can take once you get started. The most important thing is you just gotta get started. Yeah, getting started is is key. And that's one thing we are, are very, very supportive of. And uh, Holland, what, what made you want to get involved with a company uh, uh, like this, like Train? Why was it important for you to come here and, and get an internship? And you obviously sound like you're enjoying your time. But why was that an important decision for you to say, hey, you know what, Train might be a good place for me to grow and develop? Yeah, well, Train did a really good job with my school coming in and making themselves present. I actually met Nellie, one of the really great HR people for Train at a career fair, and she immediately got me just hooked on the company culture was honestly one of the first things. Um, And then HVAC really surprised me in how much I loved it more than I thought. Like at first I was kind of like, it's just what you see in your window and it doesn't seem that glamorous, but then when you actually see, for me really, it's the impact that you can make in this industry. I originally wanted to go the environmental science route, um, the environmental engineering route, and when I went mechanical, I was afraid that I wasn't gonna be able to make that impact that I wanted to make. And Train is a great company that you can do both. You can have the mechanical hands-on side, but the sustainability aspect has blown my mind. 30 to 40% of our energy usage is from heating and cooling. And and train, like their sustainability initiative is so strong. At first I was wondering like, is this just because this is what the world wants to see? But it is 
totally ingrained in the company and every single intern webinar that we had, even if it didn't have to do with sustainability, they you brought sustainability, sustainability into <laughs> it. And then also not just on like, maybe you're not as into sustainability. We talked about the impact that you can have on people's lives as well. The comfort level, the safety, the clean air that I just didn't realize was so valuable before I came into this industry. And it's been exciting to see like how quickly I've become passionate about HVAC in a way that I never thought that I would. Well, you said sustainability is a, a big thing for you. And obviously, Train is doing a good job with that. Uh, George, I want to ask you uh, about sustainability. What are some of the things that you guys are doing that you can think of maybe off the top of your head that are maybe more sustainable than the HVAC companies have traditionally done in the past? Right. At the corporate level, got a thing called the uh, Gigaton Challenge. Am I saying that correctly? That's right. Which is looking at what the admissions levels are of not just train that we're creating, but also of our clients, right? Measuring that and then trying to achieve reduction. So when, gotcha. when I would come in with complex solutions and we would change out an infrastructure by making the energy equipment more efficient, right? We're reducing your carbon footprint as well. And that goal resonates throughout the entire company. I'm even incentivized, everybody is at, in our goals. We have to put something associated with sustainability so that it, it has meaning to us both professionally as a company, to everybody financially, really getting the entire company behind this concept of sustainability and reducing our environmental impact. So to, to Holland's point, you know, it's not just looking at equipment and mechanical and the facilities and the infrastructure, it's what is that impact on the environment? And by embracing a company like Train, you're able to actually make a reduction and an impact on the greater environment. There's so many students that are out there right now that are going that are thinking when they're in high school is like, yeah. oh, what do you want to do? I want to do something that's going to help the planet. This is not something they're going to think of mm. unless it's brought to their attention. Right. So us having this conversation is awesome because the students are going like, oh, really? I didn't know that's I could make an impact that way. Right. Yep. That was one of the things that brought me to train was sustainability. And so George mentioned the gigaton challenge. And I want to kind of put this in perspective. So our gigaton challenge is to reduce our customers' carbon footprint by one. A gigaton is a billion, billion with a B, metric tons of CO2. That's oh, a huge wow. amount of environmental impact. So big, that's the equivalent of the annual emissions of Italy, France, and the United Kingdom combined. Wow. Whoa. And so that's by 2030. So that's that's really eight short years away. All right. And uh, so, guys, uh, run up against the clock here. I know George has to go. I want to do a quick lightning round. Best <laughs> lightning round. Best advice. One question in the lightning round, by the way. Best advice you could give for a student who wants to start a career and train, right? Maybe they want to come in as a technician. Maybe they want to go, uh, you know, go for a different position, you know, that not, doesn't necessarily focus on using your hands as much. So what is some advice that you could give a student? We'll start with Holland and then we'll work around the table. Yeah, so my internship really taught me this. I, I can't say that I was acting on this even a year ago. So if you, if anybody can start doing it earlier than I did, I would definitely <laughs> do it. But really just talking to people, getting to know people. I'm, I'm more of a shy person and I don't, I see all these people working so hard and they seem like they have such important things to do and I don't want to take their time. I don't want to interrupt them. And I feel like, you know, I might be a burden and train was just absolutely incredible and encouraging me to get over that and just reach out to anybody and everybody and it was well received by every position within the company and I really learned just so much about 
all the different roles that you can have within that this industry. And the sooner that you can get talking to people, the sooner that you can get connections so that you can just have an idea of like, hey, what does a day-to-day look like in your job? What does a normal week look like? And then you can think, is that anything I would enjoy doing? And just having that ball rolling in your head will help so much with not putting so much pressure on one individual thing and getting an idea of an entire industry where you can kind of achieve that. Internships, apprenticeships, ride-alongs. You see a train van running down the road, you know, wave them down (laughs) and say, hey, Hey, can I get a lift? (laughs) Yeah, right. But seriously, everybody that that works for our organization, they love this industry. They love the trade because it's afforded them so much in life. It sustains their family. It provides for their children, their grandchildren, and gives them something else. So flag those guys down, ask them about it. They're more than happy to talk about it. What you're hearing here at this table each one of our people that work for train they love what we do and they're more than happy to talk about it so flag somebody down get to know them a little bit and um you know hey reach out it's, i had to talk about talk to mac that mac is our director if we're not uh, familiar about maybe getting some trained folks in front of these students but let me uh, okay. uh, let me get it here, here what you got to say here george mac mac has already asked me has he oh, about good. that so yeah that's, that okay is, so i don't even have to talk to him about that, it. yeah that is <laughs> in our future but i i would say really exposure May not you don't know what you don't like until you go do something. Right? May may not be what you like, but if you can do it as as Holland mentioned inside of a high school environment where I mean it's you know, no harm no foul. If you don't like it, then you just go yeah. and do something else. I think exposure is really important. And then I would just to, we had we hadn't talked about this, but just to hop on my soapbox. If you look at the demographics of Henrico County, and I didn't even realize this living here for the past twenty years almost, it's a minority majority community. And so as you as you look at diversity, which is a big goal in train, mm-hmm. um, you're getting a diverse environment that is getting exposed to something that many non-diverse environments don't even get exposed to. I mean, Henrico County is so far ahead of the curve. And it, it's amazing to me that, you know, it's these young black kids that are getting exposure to this at this level in a community where that's not always the case. And so once again, I say that it's a, it's a great, it's not the question you asked me necessarily. No, no, I'm, 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 <laughs> hey, look, I, no, so, hey, I'm so, okay with that because uh, what I like to point out, I don't know if I even told you this, my grandfather, three daughters, and he worked with his hands, had his own mm-hmm. construction company, used that to put his, his uh, daughters through school. My mother, you know what I mean, who's now uh, over CTE in Petersburg. So CTE is very, very important right. to all communities, I'm sure, absolutely to the African-American community. And I, I would like to see those numbers go up there as well if we're talking demographics. You want to drop that, drop uh, your 10 cent in there? You totally stole my advice. Did he? Um, <laughs> oh. um, I, w- I would say- Bring up something else. No, I would no. say, um, you know, the other, the other thing I would say is give it a try. And particularly if you're um, a girl in this industry, so much opportunity, come check it out. If, you, if it's something you're interested in, give it a try. You have nothing to lose at this point. Hey, well, we, women in construction week is coming up. Yeah, exactly, is, exactly. Is. And we we do we work really hard to try and bring in young women into our programs and every program that we have been able to to get somebody to sign up for and and go into they have flourished. Yes. Masonry. Yep. Uh, automotive it doesn't matter yeah. Electric, all of them they're they're there and they're doing a great job and they're and they're finding out they're loving it yeah ladies if you're into working with your hands you are not alone there are a lot of women who are excelling in this field yeah. not only doing well excelling yeah. in this field and uh, we've had an opportunity to play 
a role, a small role maybe, and uh, yeah, I just them on their career path. Yeah, I just didn't list a, you know a couple of trades. I'm talking about we actually had yeah. female students Real, in those yeah. classes yeah. who have gone on and turn. They are turning this into their career. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, that's all we got for you uh, today. First, I got to remind you, of course, social media. Got to remind you, check us out there: Facebook, <laughs> YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com to learn about all the awesome programs we offer inside of the county, inside of Henrico County uh, for your student or for you. If you are a student listening to this, Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find uh, our podcast on all of the major and most of the minor podcast venues. Uh, check us out, like and subscribe. Don't miss an episode. We've got four. We're starting on our fourth year. We got plenty of content out there. Lots of great stories, success stories from our past students, and interesting information. Talking to businesses like we are today. Yep, trying to get the word out about the awesome things available inside of Henrico County via Henrico CTE and all that awesome things. All right, guys, we're all out. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for George Barnes, for Ethan Graham, Matthew Centers, and Holland Blesser Blessings. You want a drink? A water? Uh, it's a, it's drink a water? caffeine. Oh, it's the caffeine. Bressler. For Holland Bressler. Okay. I actually wrote it off phonetically, guys. I'm going to leave this in the show. You too. leave it. You have to. For you Holland, leave my mess up. Yeah, so. you know. For, for Holland Bressler. And uh, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE now. Until next time, so long, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.